0: evening and Merry Christmas uh, I have a question for you uh, this well I was almost said this morning this evening <laughs> um, how often do you think about the Roman Empire <laughs> so so some people are laughing because they know that a few on TikTok where uh, women were asking the men in their lives that very question, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And what was interesting was um, it was more than they would have guessed. Um, It turns out their boyfriends, husbands, brothers, fathers um, thought about the Roman Empire at least once a month, if not several times a day. And um, sort of the joke was that this was just something that guys thought about that women had no idea um, that they did. So while the, the, the point of it was more about gender, I have to wonder what about people who read the New Testament? Do people who read the New Testament think more about the Roman Empire than others? Because after all, everyone who wrote the New Testament lived in the Roman Empire. We can't even read the story of Jesus' birth from the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke without running into the Roman Empire's first emperor, Caesar Augustus issuing a decree for a census. There's just no getting around it. Jesus's birth as well as Jesus's death is shaped by the fact that he was a Jew living under Roman occupation. Because the Roman Empire required all the heads of the households to return to their towns for the census to be counted and to be taxed, Joseph Heads to Bethlehem along with a very pregnant Mary. And so with the Roman Empire as the backdrop for our story, Jesus's birth story comes to life. It starts out as a very humble story. Consider if this was your birth story. Can you imagine being a kid having some friends over for your birthday, and your mother starts reminiscing, oh yes, I remember we were in Bethlehem for the census. We were staying with the animals because there wasn't any other place for us to be. And oh yes, among the animals, I gave birth to you and put you in a feeding trough. Mom, that's enough. Nobody wants to hear that. It's almost embarrassing, and yet through these humble and ordinary events, the Roman census, a birth among animals, the Lord accomplished what he had promised. The great King David was born and raised in Bethlehem some 1,000 years before Jesus' birth, and the Lord had promised David that one of his heirs would rule on that throne forever. Hundreds of years later, the prophet Micah prophesied that the one to be a ruler in Israel would come from Bethlehem, the city of David. And so it came to pass that a descendant of David was born in Bethlehem, and his name was Jesus. Now in the fields outside of Bethlehem, David had once shepherded his father's flocks and on the night of Jesus's birth, there were shepherds out there doing the same thing and it was those shepherds who received the most fantastic birth announcement. An angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and predictably the shepherds were petrified but the angel told them do not be afraid for see I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people to you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is the Messiah the Lord the Jewish people had been waiting for hundreds of years for a Messiah, for a Savior. And interestingly enough, Caesar Augustus was sometimes called Savior and Lord by the Romans. And the coins, the Roman coins that bore his image read Son of the Divine. But the Jews believed that the emperor and his empire were what they needed saving from. And now these shepherds were the first to hear about a Savior born not far from where they were. And the angel gave the shepherds this instruction on how to find the baby. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. So that strange setting for Jesus' birth actually made it easier for the shepherds to find him. Not too many babies were in feeding troughs in Bethlehem. Then the angel was joined by a multitude of angels who were praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. Peace on earth. A desire 2,000 years ago and a desire in our hearts today. After many years of civil war among the Romans, Caesar Augustus had finally brought about the Pax Romana, the Roman peace. But it was a kind of peace that was enforced by Roman soldiers with little tolerance for any disturbance of the peace. Those who did cause disturbances and uprisings would be dealt with swiftly and harshly but the angels proclaiming Jesus's birth spoke about another kind of peace a peace that did not come from emperors or soldiers but from the Lord once the angels were gone the shepherds wasted no time they said to each other let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us They did not want to wait one minute before they went to see this child in a manger. And sure enough, they found him along with Mary and Joseph. And they shared with them what they had experienced and the words they had been told about the child. Luke writes, all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And were told that Mary treasured all these words in her heart. Mary, who had suffered the indignities and judgments that came to a girl who was pregnant before she was married. But she was fully vindicated by the shepherd's report. She was indeed a virgin giving birth to the Messiah, even to the Son of God. The child was not biologically related to Joseph. He was the Lord's. Now, if we could get in a time machine and take it to Bethlehem on the day after Jesus' birth, I bet the talk of the town would be focused on the hardships that they were facing because of Caesar's census. They had to travel, the city was overrun with people, and they had to pay taxes to a government they resented. But for those few in the know who had heard the good news delivered from heaven, Caesar Augustus, his census and taxes were old news. Something much bigger, brighter, and significant had taken place. A child had been born in Bethlehem in very humble conditions. But this child had been hailed by an angel as Savior, Messiah, and Lord. Multiple shepherds witnessed this, and then they said they had found the baby, just like the angel described, wrapped in cloth and laying in a manger. And from that day forward, things would never be the same these ordinary shepherds returned to the fields glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen after meeting Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. In a very humble place among people of modest means and some common animals, God was bringing about a new kingdom. This kingdom would grow even larger than the Roman Empire which would be very difficult for people of that time to imagine. It would spread to every continent on earth. This kingdom, unlike the Roman Empire, would know no end. And for this kingdom, God sent a king who was different from anyone the world had ever known. The king and lord of this kingdom would not send people to towns to count them and collect taxes. He would go where the people already were, and he would serve them as a teacher and a healer. He would teach them about God's kingdom, and he would invite them into it. He would call people to repent of their sins and to follow him. He would call his closest followers his friends, and he would love them to the end. And although it might cost them everything, he would give them eternal and abundant life. This new life was possible by the gift of his own life, his unusual birth, his holy way of living, his sacrificial death on the cross for sin, and his glorious resurrection leading his followers into eternity with him. This is Jesus. He is the main event, not the emperor, not the empire, not anything else we fill our minds with, Jesus. And so friends, how often do you think about Jesus at Christmas or at any other time? How often do you spend time with him? Do you speak with him? Don't miss the opportunity this Christmas to meet with Jesus. Don't miss the main event. Would you pray with me? Lord, we confess that even at Christmas, we can lose sight of you. Would you capture our attention this night like you captured the shepherd's attention? on the night that you were born. Show us your glory, Lord. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Meet with us as we worship, as we come to the holy table, as we sing and glorify your name. And Lord, this night, when we lay down on our beds, draw near to us, grant us your peace, that we may even rest in your presence and wake up to you and your mercies that are new every morning. We pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.